You're listening to Faithful Adaptation, an audio series produced by Luther Seminary's Faith Lead, a connection hub for current and emerging faith leaders curious about big ideas and breakthrough practices for ministry. In this episode, recorded May 14th, 2020, Alicia Granholm addresses the topic, Discipleship and Evangelism in a Virtual World. And thank you all for uh, joining today. I'm really um, excited to to have this conversation and to be part of just an ongoing conversation, um, you know, as church leaders. Um, what do we do now? Because <laughs> the world has been flipped upside on its head. And um, one weekend, things looked normal. And in our churches, and the next weekend, um, we were asked to be to be doing something completely different. So, um, so I served as a as a pastor in local churches here in Minneapolis um, for uh, over a decade, and um, spent a couple decades um, uh, having the opportunity to um, travel the world. Um, I've been uh, on six continents. I'm not sure how I'm going to get to Antarctica. Um, that is a dream. It's just uh, tricky. There's not much, you know, unless I want to become a scientist or run a race. Um, it's kind of hard to get there. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but I've had the opportunity to, to um, travel the globe really since college and um, doing a lot of um, missions work and partnering with churches all over the world um, in, in the work that I've, I've done over the years. And I just last weekend, today's Thursday. Yep. Just this last weekend, um, graduated with my doctorate in strategic leadership, um, which I've been working on for the past four years at Regent University in um, Virginia. And so today, um, and I, I have been, uh, I'm a leadership and church consultant, and I love helping leaders engage culture um, to help them make a lasting impact. Um, and so today, I really want to talk about um, what does it look like for us to do evangelism and discipleship in this virtual world that we have found ourselves in right now and possibly um, into the future, you know, regardless of how um, different parts of the world come out of this? Um, I think there's a real opportunity for us to consider this as an ongoing question um, that doesn't necessarily stop, you know, once we are able to meet again Um in person. So I want to share my screen with you. Um, perfect. So let's see. Okay. Tell me if Okay, never mind. I don't know why it's not wanting to share. Um, okay, so you'll just get to see my face, <laughs> which is fine. Um, Excuse me, did Dan make you a co-host? Because you're not going to be able to share a screen unless he made you a co-host. That is true. Um, that is true. Can I make you a co-host or does Ben need to do that? Hold on. Whoever the host is. Yeah. Oh, I'm now co-host. Now, okay. you, now you should be able to show, show your screen. Give it a try. Okay, let's see. Oh, this looks a lot better than it did a minute ago. There you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me just move my Zoom here. 
Thank you for that. See, we're all learning all the time. <laughs> it doesn't stop. <laughs> oh, okay. So we are all living in a time when um, we've moved our church life online, including how we do discipleship and evangelism. So discipleship, how we model and encourage others in their, um, their walk with Jesus and how we all are following Jesus and evangelism, how we share the good news of who Jesus is and the gospel with people. And so how do we do that virtually? Well, we do it the same way we do in real life. We go to where the people are. So where are they? Well, right now, everyone is online. Um, we know minimally, and this is a very conservative um, estimate, that there's over a billion people online every day. And this is actually pre-corona um, statistic because there are over 4 billion people in the world who have access to the internet. Um, and so I want to go on the hedge on the conservative side. And so I just, I, I want you to think about how, you know, every day there's over a billion people um, online. And um, when we think about that, the reality is, is that these people are spending um, that time on social media. Um, so you might not like Facebook and that is absolutely okay. But um, let me just say that as of December, 2019, so pre-corona, um, there were, uh, 1.4 billion active daily users on Facebook. Um, and every month there's 2.2 billion people who log into Facebook. So that's roughly 31% of the world's entire population is on that platform every single month. Um, on Instagram, there's over 500 million daily active accounts and monthly 800 million. On Snapchat, there's 178 million people on there every day and monthly 300 million. On Twitter, there's 100 million every day and 330 million every month. And on YouTube, I find this one super interesting. Um, every day there's 30 million people and every month there's 1.8 billion people. Um, so all these people are going onto these different channels every day, but how much time are they actually spending on them? You know, are they just hopping on, hopping off? Well, no, they're not. Um, worldwide, people are spending two and a half hours a day um, on social media platforms. And in North America alone, the average is that we're spending um, two hours a day on social media. You know, that's 14 hours a week on average. And um, <clears throat> let's go back. On Facebook, people are spending about 58 minutes a day. So basically an hour or almost seven hours a week on Facebook. On Instagram, people are spending 53 minutes a day. So just over six hours a week. Um, on Snapchat, people are spending 50 minutes a day. So five hours and 45 minutes or yeah, hours a week. Um, on YouTube, people are spending 40 minutes a day. So just under five hours a week. Um, on Twitter, people are spending about a minute a day, maybe seven minutes a week. I guess tweets are really short. So you are spending a minute on there, you know, you're getting a lot of content um, in a very short amount of time. So what we want to consider is like, why are people using social media? Why are they on there? Why are they spending so much of their daily life on social media? Well, they go there for entertainment, inspiration, and community. Um, and you might have heard that people are leaving social media, and they are all the time. People are leaving it. Um, they're taking breaks from it. And the reasons that they cite is because there's too much negative content. It makes them feel badly about themselves. They're not interested in the content that's on there, or they feel like they're wasting too much time on it. 
Um, and interestingly, a 2018 Minneapolis Star Tribune article looked at why people are leaving not just church communities, but the Christian faith in general. And those leaving the Christian faith um, gave these reasons for leaving. They feel like there's a detachment between core Christian teachings in their daily life. They feel that there are irrelevant rituals as part of the Christian faith, that there's a disconnect between their head and their heart, that there's an inability to ask deep questions, and they feel like they're encountering a foreign culture when they are engaging with um, Christian communities. And I'm sure most of you know this, um, but the growing religion in the United States is those that affiliate with no religion at all, so the nuns. Um, it was recently noted that 56 million uh, Americans identify as unaffiliated with any organized religion, which is more than the membership of all mainline Protestants combined. So if we have ever hoped to be able to spend time with people in their daily lives, encouraging them in their walk with Jesus and sharing the gospel with people as they are, where they are, we have a massive opportunity to do that right now online. Through social media, we can be with, their, with people in their homes every single day. Yep, that could be taken to a creepy extreme. <laughs> um, but um, I think there's an incredible opportunity for the church to consider what that could look like for us today and possibly um, as we move into the future as well, right? So discipleship and evangelism in a virtual world makes the most sense to do via social media channels because, I don't know why it's going so fast. Um, we wanna go where the people are. And both Christians and non-Christians alike are on social media every single day for an hour, an average of an hour a day. This is an opportunity to daily meet people as they are where they are, offering them hope, offering them encouragement, offering them inspiration, offering them community that people are desperately craving right now. And not only can we disciple people on social media, but we can also evangelize because when we share content with people and if they find it meaningful, they share it with their sphere of influence and their network and their community. And in that way, we're equipping our people to also be disciples and to disciple others and to be evangelizing even in the midst of this pandemic. So I want you to consider your reach on social media. If you have six to 10 interactions, that's a small group, right? If you're having 25 interactions with people, that's the size of a classroom. That's the amount of people in a classroom. If you're having 100 to 300 interactions with people, that's you're filling up a movie theater or a commercial airplane. And honestly, it's larger than the average church size in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you're having 500 plus interactions with people, you know, you're filling an auditorium. So the reach is there and the, um, the opportunity to be reaching so many people is, is really incredible right now. Social media was here before Corona and it absolutely is gonna be here after Corona. And this is an incredible opportunity to use a free resource that people are using every single day of their life and that they're going on it looking for something. They're looking to be entertained, inspired, to find a community. Um, so let me just ask you this question. Do you think that this is just an interruption and we're gonna be going back to normal? Or do you think this is a disruption that changes everything moving forward for us as the church? And I just want you to think about that question um, as you ponder, um, you know, what, what this might mean for you in your context. So how exactly do we disciple and evangelize people using social media? So the 
like technical side of it, right? You use your personal account or your church's account and you, you share content by repurposing content that you've already created. If you've prepared a, a sermon for your services or put together a Bible study, um, if you've wrote a devotional, if you've created any other type of content this week or last week or this month, um, you can share that throughout the week by repackaging it and just repurposing it. You don't have to create new content. Um, you simply need to, you know, you can share quotes or questions or polls or resources for people. Um, Facebook Live or Instagram Lives, you can be sharing devo devotionals or testimonies live. Um, there's so many opportunities to just repackage content. You've already spent hours, hours creating and sharing with people throughout the week. I, I've heard some of the most incredible sermons in my lifetime, right? And give me six hours and I might be able to quote a main idea from it. Like, I know that it was impactful. I know that it, it impacted um, my spirit and my soul and even potentially the trajectory of my life, but I'm not going to be able to quote something from it. Um, and these are repackaging content we've already created is an, an incredible way to continue to inspire and encourage and offer hope throughout the week to people. The second step is simply picturing the people in your church's neighborhood, right? What do they want? What do they need? Um, what would excite them or inspire them right now? Where are they at right now in their journey with Jesus? How can you help them move along in the direction that they want to go? What content would be helpful to them right now? What questions are they asking? We know that people are feeling isolated, afraid, orphaned, alone, cut off. Um, people are literally dying. And so there's a massive amount of grief being experienced, not just in our country, but worldwide right now. Um, there's a massive amount of anxiety and fear. And so with, with discipleship and evangelism, we want to meet people as they are where they're at. And so as they take steps closer to Jesus, so we want to be asking these questions so that we can make sure that the content that we share is actually meeting them, meeting them right there where they're at. And then step three, if you're already putting out regular content on social media, you can level up what you're currently doing through creating videos, serving people, using the same themes that are on your church calendar and going deeper with them. So those are the three main steps for discipling and evangelizing people online. It doesn't need to be a new program. It's simply going to look different than maybe how you've been doing it before, um, person to person, um, when, when we've been able to be in person together. And I, I want to offer a word of encouragement here. You know, treat this as an experiment. A approach it as an experiment to find out what works in your context with your community and with your spheres of influence. Here's the biggest mistake that I see pastors and churches making on social media. Um, sharing too much of join me content and not enough of I'm with you content. And what I mean by that is if you're only posting um, a call to action to join you at your next service online, very few people are ever going to see it nor will they be inspired, encouraged, or spurred on by it. Um, social media is created to be social and it's built around engagement. It's built to provide and offer a place of community for people. So the posts that people are gonna see are those that invite engagement, not simply advertise a service time. Um, the more your content inspires, encourages, comes alongside of people and offers hope, the more that your content actually is going to be effective in discipling and evangelizing others because it will be seen by more people. So how do you know how much of what to post? Well, the rule of thumb is 70-30 or 80-20, depending on your context. So 70% of your posts would not be asking for anything in return, like watching your service online or joining a small group call. 
um, only 30% or 20% of your posts would be asking people to click on something or go check something out or telling them about a service or community gathering time, um, whatever you're promoting or inviting people to participate in. Right, so the goal is to be investing in your community 70 to 80% of the time by adding value to it consistently so that when you want to invite them to participate in something, um, they want to engage and they, they want to be there, but because you've been adding value um, throughout a week. Because remember, people are on social media an hour a day to be inspired, encouraged entertained part of a community um, and advertisements of our services don't do that certainly we want to let people know um, but that would not necessarily be an, a value add to someone it's not going to be something that people find meaningful to their life today um, but a quote from your sermon or a quote from the scriptures or a word of encouragement to them through facebook or instagram live that's what people find meaningful and that's what they share with their extended community and in that way you can disciple and evangelize outside of your um your close-knit community so here are just some visual examples of, of how some churches and pastors are, are doing this and reaching people um, and discipling them and just sharing and repurposing their content um hopefully it's on the far left of your screen <laughs> maybe you can see my mouse i'm not sure um but elevation church so they just shared a clip from um, Holly's sermon. And if you are doing your services online um, and your sermons are online, then you're hopefully recording them. And you can take 10 minutes to just clip a sermon, um, take a sermon clip and share it online. You know, they they didn't even come with a, a, with a, a uh, clever caption, right? They just shared a quote from Holly's sermon um, as a caption. That's all you need to do. It doesn't need to be, um, super complicated by any means. Um, church Home, they found a creative way to share a quote um, from Pastor Judah's sermon. Um, pastor Bianca, she, so this would be an example of a pastor's personal um, account. She just shared a quote from her, one of her recent um, sermons. So it, it's nothing complicated, right? We There's so many ways to repurpose and repackage the content that you've already created um, to be an ongoing way of encouraging people and inspiring people and offering them hope throughout a week. Um, if you want to see some other examples of, of churches and pastors that are doing this, you know, you can check out Eagle Brook Church, um, Elevation Church, Church Home, Hillsong Church, Pastor Bianca, um, and, and look at their accounts to see, okay, how are they repurposing their content on a regular basis? Um, because they are doing it, um, consistently and every week um, throughout the week to their in community to their communities to provide engagement for their communities. Mm -hmm. So again, to take action, um, you know, try one social platform to start. Go where your community is already spending their time. Repurpose your content and post it on social. Pay attention to how people respond and see what works best for you and your context and community and then tweak things as you go. Um, I just want to encourage you that you absolutely can do this and you know if you just set aside 20 minutes in the next 24 hours and put together a post and shared it i promise you that it would engage and inspire and encourage people in your community in your sphere of influence um, in a time when people are desperately um, craving and crying out for um, hope 
Um, they really are. And, you know, if this isn't something that you really feel comfortable doing, one, I know that you can learn this very easily, but two, there are likely people in your community that this comes really easy and naturally to, and you can empower them to do it. So um, let me unshare my screen. Wonderful, Alicia. Thank you so much. And I, um, I was inspired when you and I talked uh, last week about this and just thinking about what is already available. Uh, and I know I have some friends and colleagues who are pastors of very small churches, but um, they have taken up the practice of like daily recordings, daily devotions. And it's yeah. just as simple as, you know, pointing their phone at themselves as they share their reflection. And it is, it is exactly when I consider that out of the three things, the reasons why people are on social media for enter entertainment, um, inspiration and community, two out of those three are the natural thing that we can offer. And so thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. And you don't have to be a big church with a staff. This is something. You can oh, gosh, no. I mean, no, exactly what you said, Dan. I think I what is awesome, actually, about social media is that people expect it. Um, to be natural and like not very polished, which is great. <laughs> so you can just hold your phone and shoot wherever you are. I mean, you know, like you want people to be able to see your face. So lighting, you know, you want some lighting and you don't want some weird distracting background, but it, 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 um, it gives us an opportunity to, you know, demonstrate and show aspects of our lives to people that they never see on a Sunday morning um, or whenever our community is together. And so I think it's a huge opportunity for discipleship right now that we can just tap and do because, you know, we've been pushed over the ledge to do it, I guess. Thanks for listening to Faithful Adaptation, an audio series from Luther Seminary. Stay up to date on our Faith Lead conversations and see upcoming guests in the series. Join the Faith Lead Learning Laboratory the social network for Christian leaders to connect and share at faithlead.mn.co. Thanks for joining us.